Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, which is a media company comprised of a website, podcast, mobile app, and a list of wonderful, trusted divorce professionals. When you're going through a divorce, one thing that can be extremely difficult is trying to co-parent, especially at the beginning, or it could go on for years after the divorce. But I do think it's toughest to co-parent at the beginning of a separation and a divorce. People do crazy things, mean things. They aren't able to clearly focus on what the kids might be feeling when they do make these poor decisions and not co-parent well because their mind is just clouded with pain and anger and resentment and fear of what's ahead. And it's really difficult. And what I want to talk about today is examples of inappropriate, or I'm just going to say bad co-parenting, and how to cope with it if your ex is acting in this way. To talk about this, I have a great guest. Her name is Rita Morris. Rita is a therapist, an LMHC. She also has her master's degree and is a certified life coach, specifically a parenting coach. Or Rita, do they call it a parent coach? I've heard both, parenting pa- coach. And- I prefer parent coach. You can go either way, but I prefer parent coach. Okay, so hi, Rita. <laughs> hi, Jackie. <laughs> All right, so Rita has a wonderful reputation. As I was actually just telling her before this podcast, I've heard from some other divorce professionals how they were extremely impressed in Rita's advice and her credentials and the way that she does business. And she's chosen to focus on parenting. As a parent coach, for the last eight years, Rita has been teaching people how to co-parent better and also talking to individuals who have a difficult ex, helping them do what they can to help their kids if they have a difficult ex. So the first question I want to ask you, Rita, is positive co-parenting, what would you characterize that as? What, What does that mean? I think for the most part, Jackie, the, the biggest piece that I would say positive co-parenting is, is, is a lack of conflict. It's really that simple. Just lack of conflict. Smooth transitions when kids go from one home to the other. You know, I mean, I think in an ideal world, it's better than that. But I would say that's what we want to strive for. Okay. The less conflict, the better. But don't you think there's also a something to be said for when somebody just isn't talking to their ex? And these kids can see the looks on their faces. They can see the resentment and the anger, even if there's no conflict. Oh, they totally feel it. Mm-hmm. They feel it. They see the looks on your faces. They see the looks that you throw each other. Absolutely. And so having no conflict is okay. And as you said, the most important thing, but I think it's also important 
not to fake it. I'm not telling listeners that you have to fake it. If you can't stand your ex because he just left you because he cheated with your best friend, now they're together, and you're supposed to be all happy when he drops off the kids and wave and say hi. That's not what I'm talking about. Absolutely not. No. And, and you know what? If you're faking it, your kids are going to know because they're smarter than we think. So, And know, they're looking for it. They, they absolutely mm-hmm. are. Yes. So what do you tell somebody who says, I literally cannot even look at my ex. And when he comes to get the kids, I literally want to kill him. And I cannot even look at him. What do you, how, how do you cope with that? You know, I, I say what's really important to remember, you have to take, we have to take care of ourselves. And if, you know, you're in a situation like the one you just described, Jackie, how could anybody even, especially as you said at the beginning, want to look that person in the face? So, you know, in that situation, maybe what you do when you, you transition the kids is you sort of stand at the door and you just wave and you give, you know, focus on the kids in that moment. Have right. a great time. I'll see you when you get back, you know, but just it, as courteous as you can be and as, as courteous as you can be is is a quick wave. That's it. That's OK. You know, Absolutely. the kids will see it and they'll feel it, but it's better than them. It's better than the conflict. Now, Rita wrote this really good article for Divorce Girl Smiling called Inappropriate Co-Parenting Examples and How to Cope. And I love this sentence in the article. You wrote, although it may seem counterintuitive, the most effective way to deal with a nasty co-parent is to lead with kindness. And you wrote, keep communication brief and child-focused. Always keep your child out of any conflict, as you just said. Choose your battles. Um, And then, of course, we don't want to say that you should be fake, but kindness. Really? Yes. Yes. Kindness because your kids deserve that. Kindness because your kids know that they are part of both of you, whether they're your biological kids or not. They see themselves in us, in both of us. So if they see that you can be kind, it just makes them feel better about themselves. 100%. I want to move on to some examples of inappropriate co-parenting and some tools for getting through them. So in this article, you name the different inappropriate co-parenting things. So for example... The first one you wrote is the blame game. So tell me what this is. Tell me how it affects the kids and tell me what you can do to try to avoid this. So, so the blame game is basically when, when one of us will basically pin the demise of the marriage on the other person, not taking any responsibility for any of it. And, you know, there are times when one person is certainly more responsible than another but at the end of the day, it always takes two. Um, you know, the blame game typically happens when people get stuck in what I always refer to. It's the emotional muck that was your marriage, right? It's the resentment. It's the pain. It's the anger. It's all of that. So when we get stuck there, we like to place the blame on other people. And, and then there's that conflict that we talk about that we want to avoid, right? 
so in in like you know it's kind of funny because i i do this thing with people and i it's something i've done with my own kids too when my kids were little and they would fight you know i would say to them do you think you're going to change one another's and change their perspective no not going to happen right so so why bother trying because you're not going to change somebody's mind so the bottom line is just don't accept the invitation for the argument you don't have to accept every invitation you don't have to be right and or you don't have to convince your ex that you're right because you know what you never will because so, it doesn't even matter anymore it doesn't matter anymore it's old mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's in your past and as much as it still hurts you the place to deal with it is not with your ex and if you couldn't do it when you were married, you're certainly not going to be able to do it now. Totally agree. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with Jackie Pilisoff and my guest, therapist and parent coach, Rita Morris. We are talking about inappropriate co-parenting, things people do, examples of it, and how to cope. I'm moving on to number two, which you call the confusion maker. What is that? Co-parenting can be so much of a roller coaster ride. So that's when, you know, one day you see your ex and they're, hey, how are you? How are things going? And then the next day, you're like the worst person in the world as far as they're concerned, right? Okay. So like one minute, you're the best mom. And then the next minute, you're a danger to your kids somehow. Um, and what's so the reason be... for that? Like, wh why would someone do that? I, I think the reason is, again, it's that still being stuck in that muck of your of of the marriage. Right. And so it's like we all have good days and bad days. Right. So on a bad day, you know, you're the worst person in the world. And, and when you feel like, OK, I'm having a good day, I'm you know, working through this, then maybe you can start to see, oh, actually, this person really isn't such a horrible person. Maybe we just weren't meant to be married to each other. So it's really that this is the piece that's so, so important is really processing through all of those, you know, the anger, the resentment, the sadness, all of it, um, so that you can be consistent. So what I'm hearing from you is the confusion maker is like the guy who treats you hot and cold. Yes. So how do you deal with that? Again, part of it is is just being kind, you know, being kind and accepting that whatever treatment they're throwing at you on any given day, it's not about you. It's about where they happen to be in the moment. With that is feelings. such good advice, Rita. That is such good advice because we all tend to take it so personally. Yes. And what you have to know is that if your ex is acting really mean, it's because he or she is having a day where they're experiencing fear or maybe resentment towards you or sadness or, you know, they're just angry and mm -hmm. and it's nothing that you did. And so if you don't want your kids to notice that, I think Rita hit it on the head. Kindness, just be kind all the time, mm -hmm. not fake and sugary sweet, just kind and just kind of understanding. And, and remember, it's not personal. And if you're the same all the time and your ex is being hot and cold, 
then your kids will benefit from seeing you just being the same all the time. Yes. That's a real, you know, Jackie, that's such a good point when you talk about your kids will benefit. Like, think about the lesson that you are teaching your kids when they see you have compassion or when they see you be kind to somebody. And, you know, it's always okay for your kids to know that, you know, the divorce was painful, that things were hard between the two of you. Obviously, otherwise you wouldn't be divorced, right? So it's okay for your kids to know that. What's not okay is to put them in the middle. It's not okay to lean on them for the support. So when you talk about not being fake, like it's really okay for them to know that things are tough, but they don't, they don't have to witness what's tough and they don't have to be a part of what's tough. Aw, that is so true. Love it. You're listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff and my guest, parent coach, Rita Morris. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we have two more examples of inappropriate co-parenting. And then we're going to talk about, in general, just what you can do if you are co-parenting with a difficult ex. We'll be right back. Are you thinking about mediating your divorce? If so, I would highly recommend divorce mediator Michael Cohen. Michael is a former financial consultant and team leader at a large retail and healthcare company, and he's also a father of three who went through an extremely litigious divorce several years ago, and it inspired him to become a mediator. Michael is a wonderful person. I know him personally. He's really smart. He's dedicated to this, and he would love to help you. He does see clients all over the country through Zoom, and if you want to reach him, the name of his company is Michael's Mediation, so you can contact michaelsmediation.com or you can find him in the Trusted Professionals section of Divorced Girl Smiling. I also want to mention Vester Capital. If you are thinking of getting divorced or going through one and you need somebody to help you with a financial plan and to educate you on your budget, what you're spending, what you need every month, and investments, I would highly recommend Vester. They are my financial firm. I've been with a client of Vester's for eight years. I work with Elaine Moss and Pete Mullins. They're a team of financial planners who will help you. And believe me when I tell you, they have done so well for me and they help me so much with the financial planning piece. So you can find Elaine and Pete and Vester Capital at vestercapital.com, or you can find them in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. I'm on with Rita Morris, parent coach. We're talking about examples of inappropriate co-parenting. We're moving on to number three, which you called stubborn as a mule. Mm-hmm. This is the co-parent who really doesn't want to work with you at all. They're going to do things as they see fit, no matter what. They're going to, you know, come to your child's soccer game or not. You know, it's in, in this case, oftentimes it's really not about your kid. It's about them. It's about if I want to go to the soccer game, I'm going to go to the soccer game. But they're not going to bend based on other outside um forces. They're going to do what they want to do no matter what. 
And don't you think the reason why they're, they're doing this is because they want to maintain control. They feel like they're not in control with the divorce, and this is a way for them to maintain control. Yes, absolutely. It absolutely is a way for them to, to gain control. Yes. Because they have a, a judge people... telling them what to do. They have their lawyer telling them what they have to pay, temporary support or whatever. They have a schedule they have to abide by. And guess what? Well, you can't control me. If I don't want to go to the soccer game, I'm just not going to go. And they don't even realize mm -hmm. that they're hurting their kids. They're not hurting right. you or their lawyer or mm -hmm. the judge or the system. Really frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's really frustrating. Also, Jackie, it's really important to remember that if they feel like they can still maintain some level of control over you, what it's oftentimes about is still maintaining some kind of a connection. It doesn't have to be a positive one. It's just a connection. Yeah, that is exactly right. Yeah. My best advice for this one is don't push the river. You're going to be unsuccessful in trying to get this person to change or do things differently or see things differently. You know, it might make things more difficult for your kids, but just accept the fact that this is who they are and they're never going to change. Absolutely. Last one, trash talking. So that's pretty obvious, but tell me, tell me what you mean by that. So there's so many different ways to put your, your ex down, right? Some of them are subtle. Um, and some of them are, are more direct. But no matter what, it is never okay to disrespect your ex in front of your kids. We all have those feelings, right? So I say to you, get them out in a way that works for you, but that does not involve your kids. Again, to emphasize, like, your kids see themselves in both of you. And if they feel like you really hate my dad or you really hate my mom, then it must be that you hate a part of me too. So what if I'm you're part of them. what if it's your ex who's doing all this? How do you cope? What do you do? You know, my the biggest tip that I have for people with that is to really like when your kids hear those things or they come to you and they say, This is what I heard, what's the truth, or you know, what's actually happening here? Um, you know always validate your kids feelings you know i wouldn't necessarily get into the back and forth about well no that's not true i absolutely would not get into that hear them out validate their feelings i'm so sorry that must be so hard for you to hear your mom talk like that or your dad talk like that and then ask them this is a really key point ask them how do you see me what's your experience of me and that's all they need to base their, their decisions on is their experience of you, not your ex's experience of you. Wow. I don't know if I've heard that before, but that would make a lot no of sense. Can you give me an example? Yeah. So, so if your ex, so, uh, so this is one that I hear a lot. Um, you know, I have no money because you, your mom is taking all my money now since the divorce. Um, so then you get to say to your kids, like, obviously the divorce is causing financial changes in our family, right? But 
do you see me going on luxurious vacations? Do you see me at the spa every day? You know, does it seem to you that I have a whole ton of money that I don't know what to do with? Okay. I, I love it. So any final words of advice in regards to if you have a co-parent who is just being inappropriate and doing these things to your kids? Yeah, I mean, I think my three biggest points is always be kind, you know, to the best of your ability. Ignore what you can and keep the communication brief and and child focused. So in other words, if it's not about your kids, it's not relevant in any way. Honestly, if it's not about the kids, it's not relevant. And the other thing I was going to recommend is, first of all, I always say this to people, no one ever regretted being too kind. Like, think about it. Have you ever said to yourself, like, boy, I really wish I wouldn't have been that nice. Never. (laughs) That's such a good point, Jackie. I love that. You know, and so that's what I wanted to say. But I also want to say, if you feel like, if you're listening to this and you feel like your ex is pulling one or two or more of these inappropriate co-parenting behaviors and you are having a really hard time and you like what you hear in this podcast, you can get in touch with Rita for a consultation and you can meet with her privately over Zoom or in person to get more of these coping strategies more personalized to your own situation because Rita and I both know, I know because I went through a divorce and Rita knows because she's been in the business for 20 some years, how hard it is when you get divorced and how you need a support system, which includes maybe one or more professionals. So mm-hmm. Rita, tell my listeners if they want to get in touch with you for a consult, how can they do that? You can find me on Facebook. Um, I have my Facebook page is A Parent's Path, and I have another one which is called Parenting Through Divorce. You can also find me on the web at www.aparentspath.com. And you can also find Rita on the Trusted Partners section of Divorce Girl Smiling. Rita, thank you so much for doing this. You give great advice, and... I also want to tell my listeners that Rita is a mom of two. I think that's important in this field. She's not divorced, but she is a mother. And I think that's what makes you extra good (laughs) at what you do. Really? I think, I think being in the trenches makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. I really do. Also, Jackie, I worked with adolescents for a long time. And so I would hear a lot from their perspective when their parents Mm. were going through a divorce. Yes, that is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, thank you again, Rita. This has been wonderful. And to my listeners, thank you so much for taking time to be here with us today. If you want to read articles, listen to more podcasts, or find other wonderful divorce professionals just like Rita, Come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com.